T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The official voice of the Buffalo Bills. WGR Sports Radio 550 and WGR550.com. This is a Paddock Chevrolet Sports Update. Season comes to an end here in Buffalo for the first time under head coach Sean McDermott. The result never looked in doubt from the opening whistle. Bengals win over the Bills in the divisional round, 27-10. When you get into a rhythm, they, they got into a rhythm pretty quickly offensively and and we had a hard time getting them out of that rhythm. And then when you're on the field, and then offensively when you're not on the field and extending drives, it can affect the, the energy a little bit. But I thought the guys came out with, with the proper amount of energy. But when they're in a rhythm offensively and you can't get off the field, that, that's, that can tend to, to, to zap your energy a little bit. I thought the guys' effort was there. We just we didn't do, do enough to win. That is Bills head coach Sean McDermott. The Bengals move on to play the Chiefs at Arrowhead in the AFC Championship. The Bills today have locker room cleanout day, so we'll hear plenty of reaction from Bills players throughout today's day. Around the NFL, the San Francisco 49ers advance past the Dallas Cowboys 19-12. Eagles won over the Giants 38-7 on Saturday, so it's 49ers at Eagles in the NFC Championship next Sunday. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones said after the game that Mike McCarthy's job is safe for 2023. Sabres back in action tonight. They begin a stretch of seven road games in their next nine. Sabres at Stars tonight at 8.30. We will have pregame beginning at 7.30 here on WGR. And in the Australian Open, Jesse Pagula and Coco Goff advance in the women's doubles last night. They will play in the quarterfinals tomorrow. Jesse Pagula plays in the quarterfinals in the women's singles early tomorrow morning at 3 a.m. That's your Paddock Chevrolet Sports Update. Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. I'm Joe DiBiase for WGR Sports Radio 550. It's all Bills, all day. Buffalo Bills Football Monday on the home of the Bills. WGR Sports Radio 550. Brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at Northwest.com. When you get into a rhythm, they, they got into a rhythm pretty quickly offensively. and Leaves the pocket wide open over the middle is Jamar Chase, who's in for the touchdown. A 28-yard scoring strike from Burrow to Chase. Burrow pump fakes to the right. Back corner of the end zone. Wide open Hayden Hurst. 15 yards for the touchdown. Couldn't find it. Thought we moved the ball when we had some of our possessions, but the two early three and outs stalling throughout the game. 
And going to throw it down the right side to Beasley. Intercepted. Karen Taylor Britt intercepts it at the five-yard line, and that'll do it. They coach better than we did tonight, and um, you know we've got to learn from this and make the proper adjustments for staying in the moment tonight. I'm not, I don't want to get any evaluations and all that type of stuff, but you know, obviously disappointing the result. It's Howard Simon and Jeremy White on WGR Sports Radio 550. I'll tell you, there's not a lot more pressure than the moment after like. The season ends, and you're going to send your first Monday morning tweet. Yeah, no, I think you summed it up. Because if you say the wrong thing, like, hey, I wanted this, like, how could you not mention that? And, you know, uh, so 10 points was mine. 10 points. Offense, 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 offense. Look, they got their butts kicked. The offense sucked. The defense sucked. The coaches sucked. The game sucked. It was over after one quarter. Everything sucked. It was a miserable day. I hated it. Miserable. Got to fix your offense, boys. For two months, this offense has looked inefficient. Yesterday, that's how you run an offense. That's what you do for your quarterback. That's who you get this guy weapons. He toyed with the Bills. You schemed guys wide open. There were easy throws all day long. The Bills have to work so hard. The Bills offense looks like me on a treadmill right now. You're sweating. It's working so hard. You're not making any progress. It's too much work. There's one guy you worry about on this offense, not name the quarterback. One guy. One. It's too easy to take this offense out. And it's too hard to watch this offense perform. And the line's not good enough. And yes, the quarterback has to play superhero and all these other things. Ten points. I know. No pass rush. This is, you know, the run defense was bad. Some of their play calling was very questionable. Blitzing, soft coverages. There's a lot of stuff. Ten points. When was the last time you felt the game was over when the Bills were down by 14 points? I'm, I'm watching the game. It was the reverse of games this season where the offense wasn't doing well and the game was close. Maybe the Bills were trailing and you really, the Miami games, you never thought they would lose the game. I'm watching this game. We're all waiting for the offense to go. It's going to wake up. Don't worry. And yet, deep down inside, the way the offense looked, the number of, they only had eight possessions. I never felt the offense was going to be able to put enough points up on the board to come back and win the game. It, because it, it was working so hard. He's getting pressured on almost, what, 50% of his dropbacks. The offensive line had no idea what they were doing. The running game was of no use. And when Diggs is held to four catches on 10 targets, you're screwed. Yep. You're screwed. And then some of the play calling and the design, and I mean, and Josh missed on some plays. You know, for very first drive, they go down the field, boom, touchdown. Diggs beats his man deep. Josh misses him. Diggs in the end zone. He throws it out of bounds. Knocks in the end zone. It's too high. Josh missed on some throws. But it just, I mean, it was kids play for Joe Burrow in that offense. And the Bills, on the other hand, are just, I don't know. It's just, it was hard to watch this offense for the last two months of the season. And, There'll be plenty to talk about in the offseason, right? And what they need to do. There are a lot of big decisions. You know what they got to do? They got to find a freaking receiver to help out Stefan. D- you know what? Find two receivers. Gabe Davis had another drop yesterday. Made a really nice catch. Had another drop. Beasley's not coming back. Brown's not coming back. McKenzie's a role player. They have to overhaul the receiving group and find like real weapons in the passing game among the things they have to do this offseason. Ten points. 
Not going to win with 10 points. It was the lowest point total of the season. The quarterback had zero touchdown passes yesterday. You have to fix this offense. From play caller to offensive line to weapons in the passing game, you have to fix this offense. It's about time you put some real assets into fixing the passing game and the line. Ten points. Ten tweet. points. Yeah, I mean, I know it's a four-hour show. Can I just say ten points and go home? I mean, that's this team. This season was going to live and die. What? With the offense. We knew that. This team is built around its offense. It'd be nice if they stopped ignoring the offense. Yeah, well, my one of my theories is last year they had a perfect postseason offensively, just about right. Patriots game, they had a perfect game. Then against the Chiefs, the offense plays great, and they lose, and they think, we've really got a great offense here. And they run it back with pretty much everybody returning. And expecting two guys who were supporting characters last year to become more mainstays in this offense in Davis and McKenzie. That's right. We'll do it without Emmanuel Sanders, but last year's offense was so good, we'll just plug and play, and we'll return and be great. And they had to manage it all year long. They were a great offense, maybe for the first half of the season. And we'd hear all this about point differential. And anytime you brought up the offense, it was, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. But I don't, I don't know if anybody is all that surprised by how that game and how the season ended. I mean, maybe that's just a bit of revisionist history. But we've known for a while the offense isn't right. Nope. And... You know, you might call about the defense, and that's fine. The defense had a terrible day. But the defense has excuses. The defense is down two all-pro players that are very important. And over the course of the game, they lose two more. And over the course of the season, the defense was down every single player at one mm-hmm. point. Yeah. And this offense was largely healthy. And it, like you said, it looks like work. Here's my example of the offense looking like work. When Josh Allen on, uh, what, second and goal calls a draw, and he gets hit at the three, four-yard line, yeah, and, right. and they carry him down to the one. Right. I don't have that much of a – I get torn on these. I like the idea of Josh running in short-yarded situations because it works, but nothing tells me you, as an offensive coordinator, do not have ideas other than, right, the jo- quarterback Josh, it. just yeah. like run up in there. Yeah. Just smash it up in there. Right. Get to the one, so then the next play, you could run we can do the same thing again. <laughs> when they run, Allen – into contact on purpose for three, four yards because they don't have any other ideas, to me, that is a sign. And they consistently do that. They lean on him. I don't have a problem with him running. I don't even have a problem with you know all the stats about their two Josh Allen-centric. Well, maybe I, am a, I, I do have a problem with that now because while it works from time to time, it says to me, you don't have plans. You're not good enough at this. If your best plans are that kind of stuff, meanwhile, other teams are running shovel passes, and how about the fake screen throw to Hayden Hurst? It was wide Wa- open. Right. Watch offenses around the league. Watch the four teams that are left. These are teams that scheme things diversely. They've got a diversity of weapons. They've got great, great schemers, whether it's um, Sirianni in Philadelphia. Their offense looks like a well-oiled machine the whole year. In San Francisco, they can go to their third-string quarterback and look like an absolute wagon. And Cincinnati has just, like, an embarrassment of weapons. Kansas City, how many different tight ends? Not just Kelsey. They throw a million tight ends. They go get Kadarius Tony. They're running sweeps. They're doing ring around the rosy. 
the four offenses left <laughs> tap dance on the Bills' offensive plans. So, you know, if they want to change a coordinator, fine. Yeah. The idea that they have to keep anybody that isn't bringing the most out of Josh Allen is absurd. If the, if you are if you're a part of that organization and you are not directly directly related to Josh being his best, anybody that's not that can go. I think about not, that doesn't mean fire anybody. That yeah. just means you want to call and say basically anybody but Diggs who is directly related to Josh's success. Yeah. And Dawkins and Morris. Dawkins had a rough day though. Yeah, he did. Um, you know, it's just we knew it, and we're going to go to a whole off season here, and they better make changes on offense, or this is going to be their their ceiling. Look at some of the teams. Look at the teams that are still alive. Let's let's take the four teams that are still alive in the playoffs, and let's think about some of the moves they made offensively in the last couple years, right? I mean, the Chiefs lost Tyreek Hill, and they're in the AFC Championship game, and they went out and got a whole bunch of pieces, and you know what? Even inside the season, they said, you know what? It's still, we got Valdez Scantling, right? We got Juju Smith-Schuster. We drafted Sky Moore. Hmm. Hey, let's get Kadarius Toney. Hey, let's add Jarek McKinnon. They were, they're constantly adding pieces in, in Kansas City. San Francisco has the best tight end in football, and they have Debo Samuel. What do they do? Let's go trade for Christian McCaffrey. He made a big difference, especially helping out Brock Purdy, who took over when you know Garoppolo was injured. How about the Eagles? They had this really good young quarterback last year developing, Jalen Hurts. They draft Devontae Smith. What do they do? Let's go trade for A.J. Brown. You want to help out your quarterback? Bring in a game-breaker in A.J. Brown to pair him with Devontae. Smith and your other weapons. Who am I leaving out? Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati. Hey, Jamar Choice. Jamar Chase. We have Boyd. Let's get Higgins. Let's get Chase. Let's get Mixon. Let's get Pirine. Hayden Hurst had a big game yesterday. Look at the depth of weapons they have. Teams that have really good weapons say, you know what? We're not more. good having one star or two. Right. Let's add more. Let's not just go, it's okay. We got Mahomes. Just throw anybody out there with him and he'll be fine. Yeah, he's good enough to make it work, but how about adding better weapons? Because you know what? Kansas City and and the Bengals are not going anywhere for a while. And they are built for the long haul because they have elite-level quarterback play and they keep adding weapons around their quarterback. It isn't just, he's a stud, don't worry about who's around him. And look, I'm guilty of it too. I thought Gabe Davis would elevate easily into the number two spot. Nope, he's not good enough. He's not consistent enough to do that. McKenzie. Oh, hey, you know what? Maybe he's ready for a greater role in the offense. Eh, not so much. So they have some issues to address in the offseason, and I hope they just don't think, it's okay, it's Josh, we'll just throw people out there. No, go get aggressive and help out your quarterback because that's what the other four teams that are still alive in the playoffs have done in the last couple of years and continue to do. Why can't you do that? Cincinnati had three backup linemen in that game. I, I mean, it's just, <laughs> and, and Burrow, what they get? They got three quarterback hits, according to the official NFL stat sheet. Three. With how many assets on the defensive line yep. from the first and the second round of the draft? I mean, that's another story, right? I mean, I'm, I think we, you know, I'm thinking so much about the offense because this is no secret. This team isn't built to win a championship because it's got a dominant defense, right? It's not, I don't know, San Francisco's defense comes to mind. They're not built that way. They're built to win behind their superstar quarterback. Well, you got to do a better job with the players around you. He's damn good, the quarterback. But you can't just throw anybody out there and expect it to work. The line wasn't good enough. Roger Saffold is not coming back next season. He was horrible. Spencer Brown's inconsistent at right tackle. I mean, it's just, it's up and down, and they're just, 
they they have to fix things offensively to really become legit again. Because guess what? It was the Bills and it was Kansas City. And then the Bills moved into the neighborhood. Guess who else is in the neighborhood now? Cincinnati. Yeah, and the Bills. And they're in a bigger house than you are. And the Bills left their trash out on the curb, and they should probably clean up their house if they want to stay in the neighborhood. That's right. I'm t- because now there's another team that's ahead of you, right? All of a sudden, Cincinnati and Joe Burrow were in back-to-back AFC championship games. The Bills were in one two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to go. I don't want to get too. Oh, I'm just angry, so I don't want to go overboard and say they're going backwards. But this. That's an incredibly discouraging, disappointing loss. They are going backwards. Last year was, oh, I mean, 13 seconds of a Holmes coaching kickoff decision. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. They were going to win the Super Bowl. I felt that way. This, they got blasted yesterday. Completely blasted at home in the divisional round. Dominated from start to finish. Outcoached, outplayed, out everything. Woof. Definitely outcoached. Definitely outcoached. We're mentioning a lot of the offense. The defense, man, the defense had a terrible plan. (laughs) Some of the the coverages with the the, blitzes and the soft coverage, I mean, I don't, why are guys running around wide open against that defense? Right. I mean, I didn't play quarterback at the NFL level, but the the third and four to me is going to be the play I remember where the Bills put seven on the line to blitz Joe Burrow. And they sent six. Okay. They They sent six. They they dropped one guy back on that play. And, it's third and four. Third and Travis White is giving Jamar Chase a seven-yard cushion. And me... At the 14-yard line. At the 14-yard line. line. And me, not an NFL quarterback, is screaming at the television, what in the world are you doing? you got to get he's, up in his face. He's just going to throw it to Jamar Chase. That's right. He's only he's four yards. Right. And he got eight. Right. Even if you were able to hit him and tackle him right away, Jamar Chase can fall forward. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. The free releases they gave the receivers, all that meant for the Bills when they would try to play man-to-man was that that receiver coming towards you, you know the whole, he knows where he's going, yep. but you don't you know, know where he's going. Try defending with that when he gets a six-yard free release. Yeah, You're not going to keep up with anybody. You're going to turn and run when you don't have footing the way you should. What a mess. And what, 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 man, what an egg. There was a drive when they're up 17 to 10. Since he gets that, uh, the Bills get the field goal to go 17 10. Since he comes back, goes right down the field. Third and 10 at the Bills 40. They sent six again. They don't get through because they just didn't get through all day. They sent six. And Milano and Jaquan Johnson dropped so far back. Hayden Hurst is wide open. Wide open. Why? You're sending six. Why are you dropping that far back in coverage? 12-yard pass. Drive continues. They end up getting a touchdown. 24-10. to 10, And uh, essentially, the game is probably over at that point. I, I didn't like the defensive plan. I didn't like the offensive plan. I don't have a bone to pick with special teams. You want... One piece of good news before we get to callers? I got nothing for good news today. Uh, the Chiefs and Bills has, have opened as co-favorites for next year's well, Super I Bowl. I could really care less at this point. <laughs> See, I mean, and that's now you know, and now the Bengals are going to go destroy Kansas City because Mahomes, if, if he plays, hurt. you would have played Mahomes on one leg in a neutral field. I, I mean, I'm, I'm... I'm not surprised they, I mean, right, we wouldn't have been shocked to say they lost to Cincinnati. I mean, the Bengals have won what now? Ten in a row, whatever it is. Yep. But to get thoroughly dominated, stomped the way they did. And, it, and well, like I said, the continuation of, and you pointed out some of the stories at the end of the show, what, on Friday. The stuff that you, what was it, um, 
So Stephen Ruiz, Ali Conley, these articles yeah. about what's wrong with the Bills' offense. How it looks. Well, it, it happened again yesterday. It just looks too hard for these guys. How is it possible you can't make easy throws for your quarterback? Anything? You know, like we talked about Miami. Okay, Josh was going downfield too much. I didn't think that happened yesterday. Well, first off, he barely had time to look at the field because he was constantly under pressure because the offensive line had no idea how to figure out and stop what Cincinnati was sending at them. So, Allen, I mean, I don't know how many times he would have had a clean pocket and some time to actually look around the field. But then it just felt like when he did have time to throw, nobody's open. And then he, he's making the next to impossible throw because he's got to get the ball out. <coughs> Excuse me. It's just, it was, it was a continuation of, and, and I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to tell you that I spent the last seven weeks going, well, this is going to catch up to him at some point. But look, the problem is when the offense goes into a funk like it did so many times, it's okay if you're going against Skylar Thompson or Zach Wilson. You can get through a little bit of a drought. But when you're playing Joe Burrow and he's carving up your defense and you only have eight drives anyway over the entire football game, you don't score, you're screwed. And that's what happened yesterday. And it just it's, it was a continuation of what this offense has looked like for two months and with all the things they need to do in the offseason, and there's a long list of things to do, God willing, they will address this offense and find another game-breaking wide receiver. Somewhere, somehow, some way. This is why we talked about Odell Beckham for a long time. Because they got to the point where they had such a lack of faith in this offense that they had to go back and bring back Cole Beasley and John Brown. Right, what which is... What does that tell you? That should be like the biggest red flag of them all about right. what happened to the offense. Right. They just don't have enough legit weapons to com- truly compete for a Super Bowl title. The well, other teams do around them. The two main guys, the Chiefs and the Bengals, have better weapons. And those teams all, I think, also know what they want to be. <laughs> you know, I, I, Maybe the Bills know. It's hard to figure out. We went this offseason with them chasing the pass-catching running back. Like, that was going to be a thing that opened up their offense. Did it? Does anybody think the pass-catching running back made any difference for them? No. They're carrying... I mean, Cook was a non-factor yesterday. The pass-catching running back they drafted last spring had zero targets the last two games of the season, right? Cook had no targets yesterday. He and Singletary had no targets against Miami. So the guy you drafted at running back, in part because of his speed and his ability to maybe get into space and get yards after catch, had zero targets in two playoff games. Zero! Yep. They were focused on pass-catching running back. Didn't incorporate into the offense. There was five minutes where they were going to be a two-tight end team with O.J. Howard. That didn't happen. That's right. Like, all these things, it's, it's, you know... It was an offseason of, how about some more receivers? Like, oh, running back? No, no, receivers. Oh, tight end? No, receivers. Oh, pass-catching running back. No, <laughs> guys. They had games where they dressed four wide receivers during the season. I just can't even believe, like, I can't even believe that happened. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we're not that surprised. A lot, a lot of things, we'll get to calls. A lot of things died yesterday. Not just their season's over, but a lot of... Things, a lot of the, I want to say like the honeymoon is over, but we have entered, hey, just freaking win mode. Mm -hmm. And I welcome that. I think that is good because what has happened last year, they were so near perfect in the postseason. They probably should have won it and didn't, but they were so near perfect that it was hard to question 
their offense, and I'll I'll just wait for playoff, Josh. Wait till Allen gets in the playoffs. Then it'll be you know they'll turn this thing up. That's dead. That's over. You're not just going to walk into the playoffs and click your offense to a higher level. That didn't happen. Playoff Gabe, okay, four touchdowns against the Chiefs. He's a nice player. He let them down a little bit yesterday. Made some nice catches, but let them that down a little bit. It was a big bit. drop. It was a big drop. If it hit the arm of the corner, fine. You should still probably, you it's know. It's in his arms. It's in his arms. Then, you know, the the rest of it, like thinking about this offense and, and where they were, who who's who's that surprised? Who's that surprised? Every time we would talk about, doesn't look right. Guys, what are you worried about? Look at their point differential. Guys, what are you worried about? They'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. I'd rather peak in the postseason. All these excuses, all these reasons to, to try and tell anybody that thought, it does not look right. Yeah. Looks like it's hard. Articles last week, oh, I bet you want Kirk Cousins. Like There was all this fighting in the fan base about whether or not the, the offense was good or not. And I, I want to say the people that thought it had problems, well, they were right. Those people won out over, they'll be fine. They're every bit as good as these other offenses. No, they aren't. They were good in September. And October. They were great in September. Yes, they were. And since then, it has been a slow, trudging march down. And it happens every year. There's a week or two they run well against a bad team, the Bears. Mm-hmm. Oh, looks like they found their run game. Super important, right? How'd they run this? How'd they run? Nothing yesterday. Nothing. Three yards a carry. I mean, is it going to be an offseason where it's important to balance with the run game? Are we going to hear that again? How many offseasons of it's important to be balanced can you hear? And still fail to do it. They keep talking about these things they want to be that they aren't. We need to be a yards after catch team. Hmm. <laughs> of all the things. Well, you know what'll get yards after catch? Scheme guys open. Scheme guys open, faster you know, guys. Bengals got yards after catch yesterday. They were sixth from the bottom in yards after catch on the year. And the only teams below them are all the teams that run the ball. If I told you what teams are the only teams to finish below the Bills in yards after catch, you would say, oh, that's, that's like the running all-stars. Tennessee, Baltimore, mm. Chicago, Atlanta, and Pittsburgh. Those are the only teams. The Bills are a high-volume passing offense, and they wanted to be a yards after catch team, and they are sixth from the bottom ahead of only the run teams. See, the problem is they don't have the weapons to be a high-volume passing the problem offense right is, now. And the play caller, with, too. I mean, I that, think part of that is scheme. I'll say the problem is, the big-picture problem is, they don't know who they are on hmm. offense. They don't know who they are, and that goes to the coordinator. We never figured out, why do they want all these pass-catching running backs? Why do they want to be a two-tight end team? Why are they built like this? Why do they keep playing like this? Isn't it all the coordinator? They don't know what they want to be. Oh, these other teams know exactly what they are on offense. This team is, Josh, run it, scramble, off schedule, make some plays downfield, huck it deep. You're also, by the way, our short yardage back. They don't know what they are other than Josh Allen, and that's a problem. The biggest problem out of all of this is the offense is good enough to win the division. The offense isn't good enough to be the best team in the American Football Conference, period. There are two offenses that are better than the Bills in the AFC right now. And there might be three if Miami gets a quarterback. Yeah, I don't want to think about that I mean, right just now. Depend- yeah, just, no, I, you know, just depending. No, they have, some, they have really good weapons. Or if Lamar goes like to the Jets. Well, Speaking if, of yeah, if Lamar goes to Miami or the Jets, it makes them really good offense. Anyway, yeah. That's, For weapons. So that's, that's where it comes down, right? If you're going to get out of this conference, you got to get by either KC or Cincinnati or Kansas City and Cincinnati. Guess what? You're not good enough offensively now to beat the Bengals and the Chiefs in a high-scoring game. I mean, yesterday you only got one offensive touchdown in the whole game anyway. More things that 
expired yesterday. The whole off season, the whole year was about get the game at home and we'll take care of business. Yeah, well, that's so gone. Much. Yeah, that's gone. He's going to win because it's at home. Yeah, gone. Right. All right. Uh, I suppose we should, let's do. Our, we're late, so let's do a let's do some business. We got full phone lines, folks. We're going to start taking your calls as soon as we get back. So don't go anywhere because you get to share your opinions next and all morning actually with us. Well, at least for four hours anyway. 803-0550 to join us and let us know what you're thinking this morning. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. With the season coming to an end yesterday in Orchard Park. This is Bill's Football Monday on WGR. It is brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what is next, get started at Northwest.com. Leaves the pocket wide open over the middle. It's Jamar Chase who's in for the touchdown. A 28-yard scoring strike from Burrow to Chase. Bengals on the board first. Burrow pump fakes to the right. Back corner of the end zone. Wide open Hayden Hurst. 15 yards for the touchdown. Two receiving targets. Wide open for scores on each of Cincinnati's first two drives. Chris Brown on the call. There were a lot of wide open targets in the Bengals passing game yesterday. We're going to make that not a lot of highlights from Bills. So those are your highlights uh, from the game yesterday. Highlights brought to you by Northland Workforce Training Center. We have the training. All we need is you. Eager to find out what Stefan Diggs was gesturing. What he was upset. shouting. Yeah. As McDermott and Allen were both seated there, right? The two of them sitting next to Joe Brady, I think. Oh, it was Brady, okay. I think. I knew it was a coach next to him. I thought it was McDermott, but okay. It was through the snow. Tough to see through all that snow. It was. They kept showing Hamlin. You couldn't even make right. out the Hamlin, like, here, here's Hamlin's family in the box. They're like, you can't see anybody Nothing. in there. Yeah. The snow's falling. 803-0550. Let's get connected with our fans on this Bills Football Monday, and we'll go to CJ and Buffalo to start things off here on WGR. Go right ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, uh, I don't. I wouldn't be too mad about the things that uh, kind of happened in the game, only because we knew before the game started. We don't have Von Miller. We don't have High. Trey White is injured. And we're playing a team that is all in a poison that we really don't want to deal with. This snake can definitely bite. Uh, and we're rotating our rookie, wide, uh, rookie corner with also Dane Jackson. Um, who hasn't had a great year. He's not a bad corner, but he's, he's, he's not somebody I would put in this playoff game if we had somebody else, obviously. Uh, as far as Ken Dorsey, we need somebody with creativity. My grandmother could have told us what we were doing yesterday, and there was no plays that set up other plays. For example, Jamar Chase kept going deep, will route, or he, he'll stop and catch a screen. Short, 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 and then they throw it to, I think it was Hayden Hurst for the touchdown. 
so they pump it to Chase and throw something else. What I mean is that we don't set up anything. Third, we have something that Dable didn't have, speed at running back. We did not use speed at running back. There's no creativity. The, the Bengals showed us something that we need to do, I, that was just obvious. Use our, our, our weapons in a certain way. We don't know how to use McKenzie. We don't know how to use Hines. We don't know how to use Cook. Every, every other team that you mentioned in the playoffs know how to use their guys or put them in a situation to be better. We just tell our guys, hey, you're talented. Go play. It's really annoying to watch that because we know we have the talent. Everything we run, like our mindset, a lot of people say our, our interceptions and stuff come because Josh Allen is so hyped or he wants to win on every play. I personally think it's our quarterback and the plays that's called is the mindset of the offensive coordinator. Meaning, Ken Dorsey, oh, you want to play like you did in college. Go spread. You have a bunch of talented people around you. Just use your talent. We're not going to uh, use creativity. Go deep on this play. Let's make it personal, just like when he got mad when Josh didn't do certain things against Miami or threw the ball to the ground because he was tired. I think our play reflects our offensive coordinator, same as when, it, when we had Dable. Our offense reflected our offensive coordinator. He knew how to bring it down here and there, even though he didn't have speed at running back. He only had Zach Moss and Singletary. Yeah. Look, I'm, that, I'm going to. That's where I'm going. Yeah, yeah I appreciate it. I'm going to go back to one of the things you said and correct them. We have the talent on offense. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be as confident oh. about the talent on offense as you are because I think you have digs and then you got a whole bunch of whatever. I mean, there's. Where is the next dangerous. Running back two, tight end, whatever you want to include. Give me the next best dangerous playmaker on this offense after Stefan Diggs. And how dangerous is that player? I don't No, I don't think they have. I did before the season. I thought, wow, this is a really talented roster. I don't think they have all that talent on offense. Part of it is, sure, Dorsey and everything, right. They're not rolling out a heavily talented set of skill players. Well, they drafted Cook in the second round and never really made him a big part of the offense, which maybe next year he's their feature back, and I that's great. They hit a stretch where I thought it was happening. He's, he was being, and then it kind of petered he's out. He's being incorporated, but... How many, like, he's supposed to be available in the passing game. I don't know how many catches he finished the season with. I could check. They drafted a linebacker in the third round who was fifth on the linebacker depth chart. It was about special teams. They drafted a punter. Yeah. You know, the the the, the drafts. The drafts are interesting. This is, this is the kind of loss that makes you look at the drafts and say, man, where are you not getting your returns? Whether that's Boogie Basham or... You know, Rousseau, Epinesa, so much into the defensive line that really let you down. Oh, that was the other thing. Right, CJ, you made your point about, well, what'd you expect, Novon Miller, Micah Hyde? Okay, what about all the other assets up front? You spent a lot up there. Rousseau, first-round pick. Basham, second-round pick. Epinesa, second-round pick. Settle was brought in. Jo- well, Jones didn't play. Oliver, second-round pick. It's not like you had a whole bunch of undrafted free agents and scrubs on the defensive line after Von Miller went down. You put a, This team believes, their GM and their coach believe, first and foremost, you build up front. You win games up front. Well, they got their butts kicked on the line on both sides. Let's. I, I get it. Von Miller, that's not a good sign for the Bills to say their pass rush just plummeted the minute Von Miller was injured. What about all the other assets up front? You committed a lot of, of draft capital and some free agent signings. You overhauled the defensive line in the offseason. 
it was a complete non-factor against a team that played three backup offensive linemen yesterday. I know Burrow got the ball out fast, but could you get a sniff of him? How many times did they touch the guy yesterday? So yeah, I, I, and Hyde, sure, those are two huge losses. But it's not like they were left with, you know, a bunch of scrubs on the defensive side of the ball, and they got dominated yesterday. I just think it comes down to, you know, we used to live in a world where we would watch franchise quarterbacks and say, man, imagine what it would be like to have one of those, a franchise quarterback. And now they do. And now what I watch is, imagine having a franchise quarterback in an offense with a just an embarrassment of weapons and a coordinator that can do anything he wants. Mm-hmm. And that's Andy Reid, and well, that's... I that's mean, Mahomes co- goes out, and what happens? Chad Henney leads a 98-yard touchdown drive. Jimmy Garoppolo's injured. Trey Lance is injured in training camp. Brock Purdy comes in, and what happens? They're on a 12-game win streak and in the NFC well, Championship game. Think about the Chiefs' offense. If you watch that game on Saturday night, when Mahomes got hurt, first he couldn't walk. Then he goes back in, and he's clearly not himself. Right, he can't right? move. He's clearly not himself, but... And one question was asked, like, hey, could, you think the Bills could survive if Case Keenum had to go in? And I don't want to think about that. Instead, I want to think about, do you think Josh Allen and the Bills could survive if he had a high ankle sprain and had to play like Mahomes did at the mm-hmm. second half? They rely on him too much. That's right. I don't think they could. They, yeah. I mean, their short yardage packages would be completely off the table because that's what they do. They have to go to Josh on running plays. But Mahomes was able to just, Patrick, there's, get the ball out fast, throw still it short. Get, just, yep, they're still going to get guys open. That's right. Because that's coaching. That's good coaching. Let's get to um, Nick and Elma next. Nick, you're on uh, WGR. Go right ahead. Morning, guys. You kind of messed up my whole rant call I had planned. You said everything I had in my head. <laughs> it's just I've never been more embarrassed as a Bills fan than I was yesterday. And I think, like, Jeremy, you said you didn't want to go as far as say Dorsey should be fired. I'll go that far. That guy's a schmuck. Well, <laughs> let's not, let's not get into Make your point. There's no need to get into personal name calling, please. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um this team has systemic issues. They were completely masked by Dable's genius. The personnel is not different from last year. The only thing we're missing on offense is Emmanuel Sanders. He's like 36 years old. You got Shakir out there. Every time that guy gets targeted, he impresses. Why did it take to the postseason to get him more than three targets a game? And on defense, if your success on defense is predicated by a 33-year-old pass rusher who's been here for six months, he goes down, he falls apart, like you said, giving Jamar Chase 10 yards of cushion when he needs four, it's just embarrassing. They both got to go. And for McDermott, I love that guy. He's a leader of men. That's most, the most important quality in a coach, in my opinion. But that game ended to me when we're down 14 nothing and we punt from their 40. Yep. It's a playoff game. Yeah, yep. That was so you got to win. Yep. Take a field goal if you're that afraid that you're not going to get it. At least try. Right. To punt for, what, 25 yards? It was, just, it was absolutely embarrassing. And there's got to be major, major, major changes because they're wasting one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. It was yeah, such I mean, a bad punt. The, 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 he just he didn't coach desperate, especially on a day when you had to because and, you weren't doing anything. The punt there, field goal from the seven. And honestly, I think he said they had something drawn up, but they didn't get the look for it. But the fourth, or the, the what were you, fourth and, I don't know, the play from their own 20. And they punted. I'm like, just go for it. I mean, you're dying here. You've got to get points. You need. You have one touchdown all day. Who cares? Maybe you hold. If you don't get it, maybe you hold them to a field goal. They, you punted away. They got a field goal anyway. They just. They didn't. They. I just. I thought he. His decision making was timid yesterday on a day when they had to pull something out of their rear ends. Well, 
Did you listen to post game and listen to all the I players? Did. I listen. I li- no. I listened to McDermott. I listened to Josh. Good enough. Yeah. You, you didn't have to listen to every player. Just listen to some of the players because you know we're. It's worth pointing out. Everyone's going to point out the team went through a lot emotionally, yeah, mentally. It was a crazy season. Yeah. Boy, the tone. The tone after that loss was not the tone of a team whose season ended. Everybody seemed to be fairly matter-of-fact about it. Maybe they had processed the loss Except in the Diggs, first half. Diggs, <laughs> Although Diggs didn't talk to the right, media. Diggs left because yeah. Diggs was furious. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I want to Someone call in and tell me you also felt this way because I, I don't want to know that I felt alone here. It all sounded like everything. There was not any sort of devastation that the season ended or that a Super Bowl favorite. They, they, this team was about the Super Bowl the whole year. It sounded like they lost a game in October. Yeah. There was nothing to it. So maybe you thought they played emotionless football. At the, by the time the game was over, they were sounded to me. Yeah, yeah, it's tough, you know. Hey, didn't didn't have it, you know. See, see you in a couple months, and then just out. Yeah, hmm. there was nothing in post game. Yeah, maybe they were just resigned. It was such a beat down. They yeah. were just empty and right. resigned that uh, they, they had a they full had no shot. They had a full hour to process it. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, this was not a heartbreaking loss. This was. I don't think I made it to the edge of my seat at all yesterday. One thing, I don't even want to say a positive, but this game felt over fast. This was not a stressful day. I was more nervous leading up to the game. Well, Once the game started, it, it was just, you know where, there was nothing to get excited about. Where it really ended was the drive at the end of the first half for the Bills, coming away with no uh, points. The potential double dip that never Fourth and ten occurred, yeah. at the Cincinnati 41. Yeah, you got to try something. Don't punt it. If you get that 10 yards... Or, I mean, you go basically first and it's first and 10 at the Cincinnati 41. Five yards from there, and the clock played right, you are going to be getting the ball back with a chance to tie the game to open the second half. Mm-hmm. They come out with no points. And Cincinnati, meanwhile, goes from what? Their own the six? The they nine. They went from the nine to, they went like in 40 seconds, they went all the way up into yep. a shot for a Hail Mary. Yeah. And then on the Hail Mary, again, the Hail Mary didn't work, but no. little things that make me make me question, what are you doing out here? Matt Milano lines up over Jamar Chase on the Hail Mary, mm. and I think, okay, the Bills have learned their lesson from the Hail Murray, yep. and they're going to send Milano here so Burrow doesn't even have the time to get the ball to receivers in the end zone. Matt Milano turns and runs with Jamar Chase mm. off the line of scrimmage. What Why? in the world? How could it possibly be a good idea for your linebacker to press cover Jamar Chase and turn and run with him on a Hail Mary? Was he dusted in seven yards? What's he doing on the play? These are things I want you to plan for. If that had been a Hail Mary at the end of a game, let's say the Bills are actually winning this game, would Matt Milano have turned and run with Jamar Chase on a Hail Mary? Like... Just yeah. so many things from the defense. I mean, <laughs> I got Matt Milano pressing Jamar Chase on a Hail Mary, but Jordavius White giving him seven yards of cushion on third and four. Yeah. I feel like there are some problems here. Yeah. yeah. Like, All right. If you're on hold, hang on. More of your calls coming up. We're going to get everybody in today, we promise. 803-0550 to join us. Bill's Football Monday, WGR. Uh, he's a fiery competitor. He wants the ball. Whatever it was that we couldn't get him the ball tonight, you know, we're going to have to learn from Stefan Diggs, not happy, left the stadium pretty quickly yesterday. Josh Allen was asked about it. That was his response. Let's get some more calls in because we got loaded phone lines. Andre in Maryland, thanks for holding on. You're on WGR. Go right ahead. 
Yes, good morning, guys. Thank morning. you for taking my phone call. Thanks for calling. Uh, just, <laughs> well, I mean, frustration, disappointment is an understatement. Um, just to kind of piggyback and reiterate what one of the previous callers has um, regarding the personnel that we have. I mean, it's clear that we just don't have a competent uh, coordinator. Dorsey is just, and, and even, you know, it's a whole other topic with the defensive coordinator as well. As he stated, you know, they need four yards for first down. We play back 10 yards of cushion. Just unacceptable. Um, what are we going to do moving forward um, when, you know, the brass meets uh, with uh, Pagula, Brandon Bean? I mean, as far as the hot offensive coordinators that are available right now, I'm sure they're going to be looking for head coaching jobs. So what do you think? I mean, what do we do? I mean, I, I just don't see us moving forward with, with Dorsey. I mean, he's, he's just out of his league. Um, we have the personnel. They're just not put in the right positions to, to execute. Um, and I, the offensive line, I mean, why couldn't we – why was it so difficult for us to just – complete a simple four-yard pass. I mean, there were guys for the Bengals that I had never heard of, really. I mean, they were – Burrow was just spreading the ball all over the place. I think I could have lined up, and he probably could have hit me with a four- or five-yard pass, and I'm 53 years old. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So, anyway, just wanted to vent, <laughs> get your, your feedback on how do we move forward to uh, try to fix this thing. Thank you for taking my call. Do you do you think they will change offensive no, coordinator? No, I was going to Andre. I'm I'm not convinced that they're going to move on from Ken Dorsey. Um, he he might just be in over his head. Yeah, but if you had to make me bet right now, I would say there's a better than fifty fifty shot. I would say they would not make a change at offensive coordinator. He's done it once. McDermott did it once. Yeah, Rick Dennison. After one year, he fired his offensive coordinator. Dable, of course, left on his own. But I'm not convinced. They might just look at it and go, okay, don't worry about it. Dorsey got a year under his belt. We're going to get better players, and we're bringing back the UFC. I'm Andre, I'm not. It is not. It is far from a given in my head that they're going to be looking for an offensive coordinator or promote Joe Brady or whatever they want. Well, Joe Brady's also been – the Jets are going to interview him for their OC spot. Right, and Dorsey interviewed – he's not getting the job, but Dorsey interviewed for the Carolina – he's not getting a Carolina job. No, uh, He might. Okay, well, good. That's fine. If he wants to go, go. Well, the thing I wonder about – Let's say the Bills did want to make a change there. Where does that start? Does that start with McDermott? Does that start with Bean? Right. This... I'm going to guess it starts with McDermott. Okay. Then they would reach out to other offensive coordinator candidates, again, if they wanted to do this, if they're not just going to elevate Joe Brady or Aaron Cromer or they've got a bunch of guys in-house. Rob Boris, is, sure. Mike Shula, I think, is still out. They've got a bunch of former OCs former on the OCs staff. Former OCs on the staff. Yeah. You know, I don't know if there's some sort of change there. The other thing is, you know, as, as he mentions, that – Coordinators want to be head coaches. Well, the last one to be a head co- a coordinator here got a head coaching job. So if they did want to change, I would think that being a coordinator for Josh Allen is a very attractive job. He will make you look good. He made Ken Dorsey look pretty good for most of the season. The offense was pretty good for most of the season. But I just don't know how that process starts. It would have to be McDermott, pu- I think McDermott pushing the change. McDerm- I would assume McDermott has the final say on his coaching staff. So I think that has to be McDermott thinking Dorsey just wasn't up to the challenge. He's in over his head. I've got to find somebody else better to run this offense. I, I Again, I'm not – I wouldn't be shocked if it happened, but 
you know, to, to portray it as Andre didn't say, like, a fact they're going to move on from him? No, I absolutely don't feel that way about about what's the, what the Bills do in the offseason. 803-0550 to join us. If you're on hold, hang on. I appreciate everybody being on hold with us. We're going to get to everybody as soon as we can. Sal's coming up. We're going to work in more calls in the next segment, so don't go anywhere. Bills Football Monday brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.